Welcome to The Resonance, the podcast about the energy industry from Alpha Energy Group. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Alpha Energy Group podcast. I'm Jeremy Nicholson, Corporate Affairs Officer at Alpha. And this fortnightly commodity market update, we're going to be hearing again from my colleague, Jason Durden, Head of Energy Markets and Risk Management. Jason, the last couple of times we've spoken, the markets have been quite frantic. A lot's been happening. Are things calming down a bit? Are we in a, a quiet summer lull? What's been happening? Uh, thank you, Jeremy. Yes, since we last spoke, uh, when we saw some uh, quite frenetic activity on the front end of the gas curve, things have um Perhaps quietened a little because of the passing of the uh, the, the European heatwave. However, um, prices have remained uh, stubbornly high, and uh, we're seeing some more conjecture around various winter and autumn type projects playing into markets to support. So, um, you know, to use that uh, well-worn phrase, it's uh, very much still a market that uh, is quite nervous will spike quite quickly and uh, is taking a little time to uh, to calm back down. So gas still very active at uh, recent highs. Carbon also a well-supported market despite lack of activity and a lack of appetite for uh, primary auctions as well at the moment. Indeed. And of course, summer can be an interesting time. You might have thought the uh, energy system wouldn't be under su- such strain uh, in summer, but as you say, there's been the heat wave that has an impact on cooling load. Uh, and also a, a lot of kit is out of action for summer maintenance. What's been happening about maintenance? Is th- are things going to plan or are there possible risks there? Yeah, I mean, there are risks. We've seen a, a number of uh, UKCS uh, fields coming back online so uh, at the end of maintenance. So that's not so much an issue. There are still bits and pieces on the uh, Norwegian shelf still off. We have quite a bit of Russian maintenance going on in, in Central Europe, which also feeds in to Northwest European markets. Looking further afield, the thing that's got some market commentators uh, talking this week has been uh, the issues ongoing at Gorgon, which is the big LNG facility in Australia. There's been some issues with kit there, failures, and there's a bit of conjecture over what that means for the other trains that build up the facility. There are three trains, I believe, that are being talked about. One is offline for maintenance, which is where the issues are, which is due back next month. Uh, And I think there's uh, some concern that that might mean restricted LNG into Asia out of Gorgon in the autumn and therefore obviously quite supportive of uh, prices uh, this side of the globe on the basis that uh, we will be um, competing for Qatari gas in the absence of uh, that Gorgon gas. But uh, as I say, there's uh, little hard evidence at the moment, just lots of... uh, what if concerns which i have to say are not unusual at this time of the year as uh, the market moves into the peak period whilst still having quite a lot of summer maintenance ahead of that peak indeed and one of the things that can compound these problems in hot weather is that you know thermal power stations can be affected as well the french nuclear fleet the parts of it that are on rivers rather than coasts like in the uk uh, and indeed i gather some gas turbines as well uh, can't necessarily run at, at full output has that had an impact on the european market and is has that been enough to to impact on the uk 
Yes, yeah, so we've seen definite tightness uh, in the French and uh, the Belgian market over uh, cooling and, and general maintenance, which again, this is peak maintenance for uh, for power stations. There are There is evidence uh, from the listings that we're seeing though, a lot of those uh, French stations returning to operation that were throttled back to mitigate the, uh, the, the river, the environmental uh, problems with uh, rivers running too hot. But yeah, I suppose any any additional calls or, or demand for power at a time where you have uh, extended periods of maintenance as well can make can make rather low demand days uh, very tight. And even though that uh, main period of uh, of uh, heating load or cooling load rather has come out of uh, the market as the weather has subsided across Europe. We're still seeing some stickiness to the uh, to the short-term prices, and uh, a relative lack of wind as well across uh, northwest Europe, which is is just supporting that need for fossil fuels at the moment. That's a very important point because there's a huge capacity of uh, wind generation out there in the UK and over the rest of Europe, as you say. And when that's generating at, uh, you know, a large proportion of its output, that provides a huge amount of our power. Uh, but when it isn't, something has to fill the gap and that's normally gas. Although I was interested to read last week, uh, I think quite briefly, we, we saw a coal-fired power station return to use in the UK after a record-breaking absence of coal on the system. Should we read much into that, do you think, or is just that just a sort of one-off brief event? Well, it hasn't happened uh, since the, uh, the day that that particular station was running. And these things tend to be more local operational issues, getting the right amount of power in the right areas at the right time, rather than any, any shortage of gas availability in the UK. The, the United Kingdom's uh, power system still remains uh, very comfortable. Um, a lot of the price action in terms of, uh, uh, of recent price support has been driven by fuel input, particularly gas uh, and carbon, but also by uh, you know, our interconnected uh, nature to the uh, continental markets, which uh, have been quite strong, particularly Germany the last few days where there's been a lack of wind, uh, really supporting that prompt price. Right, so no, no imminent return to coal then in the UK. Not that I think we were really expecting it. You've mentioned the seasonal um, impact on demand, uh, the cooling load in particular. One other question some people listening might be wondering about, what's your feeling about the demand recovery generally um, after the, the problems we've had, uh, you know, the recession caused by uh, the COVID crisis? Presumably demand is ticking up. What sort of level has it gone back to? Are we up to anywhere near pre-COVID levels yet? Should we expect more growth over the next month or two? Certainly not at anywhere near pre-COVID levels, Jeremy. I think we've seen uh, with gas, um, particularly during the hot spell, we've seen sub-seasonal sub normal gas demands. Um, gas demand running around 150, 160 MCM, um, so relatively capped. I mean, there is an elasticity of, of demand. You know, the fact that we're at home rather than perhaps in offices uh, will have an impact, but we're still consuming energy, but consuming it slightly differently. 
power certainly we've seen recovery in power markets but uh we've seen recovery from 20 percent drops to sort of five to ten percent drops and one would imagine that the uh the economic slowdown and perhaps the way that the wider economies some of the big office buildings are yet still to reopen uh, means that we're going to see uh, we're going to see a significant drop throughout the, the rest of this year and, uh, and into 2021 in line with uh, sort of recessionary activity. So I would expect to see something of the order of power demand about five percent lower than uh, we would normally expect to see. You know, unweather well without weather adjusting obviously that's the one uh, one thing we can't all quite forecast uh, with any real accuracy yet absolutely well that's going to be one to watch obviously progressively over the months ahead uh, the extent to which we see further demand return and how that's offset by uh, enduring damage caused by the recession and and companies that may be yet to fail as a result of it um uh, sort of to, just to conclude i mean what's on the horizon for the next week or two or looking to the month ahead what influences do you see there potentially um on, on the market that we ought to look out for well obviously the move up in september prices has been and, and shorter term prices has been uh, responding to um, events around weather, around maintenance and uh, an element of conjecture over what the, uh, the autumn and winter season will bring. I suspect we will see an attempt in still relatively patchy volumes in markets to uh, sustain these premiums going into September. But as maintenance finishes and we move into what will always be a benign weather environment in October, it's generally expected that, you know, I, I would expect to see these prices come under pressure again once maintenance is out of the way. Um, unless any of these particular supply side concerns stick. And um, like I say, I think there's quite a few supply concerns around, but definitely, you know, got real substance to it in terms of it will definitely cause a price um, support of uh, the magnitude of X, Y or Z. So, you know, not unusual to have lots of sort of speculation around the autumn season now. Uh, and I think um, unlikely in the next couple of weeks, as we still wend our way through peak summer, that we're going to see too much difference. Maybe some changes late in the month ahead of September expiry. But really, I think this will play out in the early days or weeks of, uh, of October as we actually see what's coming, what's come back on, what is likely to be off and what the early winter weather forecasts are. Well, that's going to be something fascinating to look out for. Jason, as ever, thank you for your insights. Uh, I guess we'll find out relatively shortly as the summer season comes to a close. We're approaching the autumn and the run-up to the winter season, how the markets uh, uh, take that in their stride or otherwise. Um, and uh, possibly uh, uh, whether the return to uh, you know, from holidays may even have an effect on, on trading activities, which I think can sometimes be the case. So we look forward to catching up with you in a couple of weeks' time. If you enjoyed that and found that interesting, please do have a look at our reports on our website, alphaenergygroup.com forward slash UK. And we hope you'll join us for a podcast again soon. Mm-hmm.